Welcome. Thank you for joining us Hello. for the final Sunday of the liturgical year, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. We will take a look at the Sunday readings, and then we'll invite you to um, reflect on these readings. The readings can be found at the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops website. That is usccb.org. Click on daily readings at the top and select the Sunday of the Solemnity. The first reading this week comes from Ezekiel chapter 34. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will look after and tend my sheep. As a shepherd tends his flock, when he finds himself among his scattered sheep, so will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they were scattered, when it was cloudy and dark. I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord God. The lost I will seek out, the strayed I will bring back, the injured I will bind up, the sick I will heal, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy, shepherding them rightly. As for you, my sheep, says the Lord God, I will judge between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. The responsorial psalm is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Beside restful waters, he leads me, he refreshes my soul. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil my cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Our second reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through man, the resurrection of the dead came also through man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life. But each one in proper order. Christ, the first fruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ, then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father, when he has destroyed every sovereignty and every authority and power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. When everything is subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to the one who subjected everything to him, so that God may be all in all. The Gospel is from Matthew chapter 25. Jesus said to his disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. 
I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill, and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked, or ill, or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. We invite you to take a few moments, reflect on these readings. So we'll go ahead and jump right in with these readings. I find it really interesting that we have these readings um, this weekend. And of course, the church in her infinite wisdom gives us readings at the perfect time that we always need them. Um, really reminding us um, that Jesus is king of the universe um, and that um, he will always be um, our shepherd. Um, there's so much going on in our world that um, it's really the distraction of, like, what are we following and who are we following and, like, what's consuming our time. Um, and it's so perfect in talking about separating the sheep from the goats because um, sheep are often known as really um, unintelligent animals um, but they very much do know the voice of the shepherd um, and they look for their leader um, while goats if my memory serves me correctly of what I remember about goats they like often follow each other and so it's like we literally just follow the crowd and like where are the goats going um and so i think like in our world today like how are we not just kind of following the crowd but like where are we looking for our shepherd jesus and are we attuned to his voice instead of like the voices of the world and how is that affecting us yeah i think it's interesting too the just the imagery like that we were talking about earlier, that the name of the solemnity is so intense. It's our Lord, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Like that's 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 pretty hardcore. Like, um, and yet the first reading in the Psalm are about shepherds and sheep, and it seems like well, what this isn't quite the image that I had in my head. And then we get to the second reading in the Gospel, and you get a little bit more of that um, sort of more intense imagery. It reminds me of people who say, you know, that. In the Old Testament, God was always smiting people. But in the New Testament, he's so merciful and all this. He's the same God the whole time, um, as evidenced by the fact that those images are kind of reversed in these readings. But also just the way that that 
image of a shepherd um, and the image of you know the almighty king of the universe are the same in God um, in the way that Jesus really shows us that he is the almighty and all-powerful God and yet he is also merciful and kind and cares for every one of us individually um, and that's I think that's pretty cool it's neat to see just within the course of these uh, three readings in the psalm that you get sort of that whole spectrum of just how God's kingship works. I guess I'm thinking of it, uh, how it all ties in. Like, you know, your initial thought is a king is not a shepherd, right? <laughs> but we had a shepherd king with David, right? King David was a shepherd uh, and then became king. And then you look at Ezekiel in the, the context of what everything goes back to with Ezekiel at the beginning of chapter 34 is that the Lord is looking at the current shepherds, right? The current kings, the current priests, high priests, and then he's seeing, he's, sorry, he's seeing their failure and that their repeated failure, which is why we get this response later in Ezekiel of, I myself am going to have to do this and look after my sheep. And then you have, right, Jesus saying, when the Son of Man comes in glory, and then later in that same thing, he says, then the king, he's recognizing his own kingship and his own um, ability to, to shepherd his flock. And then he says to them, this is what a good king would do. A good king would recognize that somebody is hungry and give them food and thirsty and give them drink. And then he would make sure that he has people who are serving in that, that kingdom that are doing the same thing, or you don't belong to the kingdom. Um, right, it, it, it really ties all of it together. I think it's... It's awesome. Um, yeah, because even our, our uh, I'm drawing a blank on what it's called before the gospel. Response word. The hallelujah. The gospel yeah. acclamation. The gospel acclamation yeah. talks about blessed is the kingdom of our father David yeah. uh, that is to come. Uh, recognizing that Jesus is from the, the uh, lineage of King David. So we have that example as the shepherd. Um, and then, right, Paul gives us the idea that, you know, man brought death into the world. Jesus had to become man to conquer death in the world. I think the challenge of the gospel of, you know, like them asking the Lord, like, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? Like, you weren't there. Um, and that real challenge of, like, seeing the Lord and other people um, and what we're doing for those that he created as well. And I remember back, gosh, it's been quite a number of years now, of being in New Orleans and we were serving. And we went to a soup kitchen and they were serving dinner. So it was primarily men that they served at the shelter. Um, and there was a man that we spent quite some time talking to and such. And um, I still think of him on a regular basis and I never could figure out his name. And it dawned on me one day that it didn't really matter. Um, I mean, names are very, very important, and not to, you know, say that his name doesn't matter, but that that was Jesus that we were serving, and, like, how are we encountering Jesus in every person? It's not, you know, who are you, and, like, are you worthy, and, like, where do you come from, or what do you need, but, like, how, you know, are we serving those that the Lord has called us to serve? I almost wonder, once he separated the sheep, in the goats where it says Lord when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or in prison 
and not minister to your needs instead if they would have said we had no idea it was you and we're sorry we had no idea that we were supposed to be working that way how how different the end would be yeah. rather than eternal punishment right because clearly we can tie this all back into the sin of adam and eve mm-hmm. right? when god comes into the garden and he approaches adam right going back to the second reading when he comes into the garden and he approaches adam and eve the immediate response is adam blames eve eve blames the serpent they're exiled from the garden instead of saying man we messed up and we're really sorry like we, we should have done a better job of listening to you how that changes salvation history um you know, because I, I, I mean, it, clearly these people didn't know that they were doing something wrong, or they wouldn't have said it that way. But instead of immediately get, becoming defensive at Jesus calling out their accounts of how they have failed, if they would have been repentant instead of defensive, how does that change the punishment? He is a good and just God, and he's also merciful. And so it, it would be interesting to, I mean, I clearly none of us know the answer, but I will, I, I will say in that same context, I do remember one time going to reconciliation where a priest, so these are the corporal works of mercy that we're getting here, that a priest just flat out said to me, he's like, you need to go and do four of the corporal works of mercy as your penance. And it was probably, I mean, I still remember it to this day. Um, It was the best penance that I ever had because it actually helped me to refocus things where they ought to be, which is to serving people, right? To to showing the love that we have for our neighbors by being active in in those things. Of course, you can break down, you know, visiting the sick or in prison doesn't mean you have to go to a hospital or jail. Uh, especially right now, right? All of us are kind of Can't do imprisoned that. in a lot of ways. Um, so it's reaching out to somebody who might feel alone. Mm-hmm. Um, giving socks to the guy who's standing on the corner of the street that's asking for money. Socks are something that I think we all take for granted, right? That's that's helping clothe the naked. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot you can do. Uh, and I, I think that's what Jesus is challenging us to do is to, you know, get take take the the faith beyond the walls of the church and and to to share the love of the gospel with everybody thanks so much for joining us we hope you spend some time reflecting with your family um we pray that uh you have a great weekend um and we will see you back here next week have a wonderful thanksgiving next week